The practice of insight meditation, which we will be exploring together over this retreat, this practice is essentially concerned with what it means to be awake, what it means to be fully and consciously alive in the midst of our life, in touch with and sensitive to what is happening, what is true, what is actual and real. And to explore and to discover for ourselves what is possible for us in that situation. To find ever-deepening dimensions of, of peace, of freedom, of connection. Amidst the complications and the challenges that are inevitably part of our lives, our journeys, and our meditation practice. And so, really the first step, the foundation for what we're doing, what we will be doing here together, is just turning towards that possibility, acknowledging and perhaps recognizing, so far as we can, the possibility we have to be even more awake than we already are, more deeply and fully conscious, sensitive, present. responsive to what is here in ways that are contributing to well-being, to the reduction and the healing of suffering, and that begin to reveal the, the freedom that is possible for us to know ourselves as human beings. And this kind of overarching intention is really the the basis for reflecting on and evaluating our practice, not in a comparing or judging way, but a, a way of looking at, or a basis for looking at practice to see, does this truly serve? Is this helpful? And in what ways? So the meditation isn't about developing some kind of technique, becoming a perfect meditator or a perfect observer of experience, but by using this opportunity to directly encounter our experience, we can learn, we can grow. Our heart can unfold, our mind can begin to open. Our heart-mind, we could say, which is also not separate from our body. Our heart mind-body, in fact the whole of the human being, is invited to engage in this journey, is both the subject of it and the vehicle for it.
So we'll be offering various possibilities in terms of tools, techniques, ways of applying our heart, our mind, our body in the service of this waking up. A waking up which is for our own welfare, but which is also in the service of the well-being of life in all its forms and expressions. And we begin very much with where we are, with the immediacy and the directness of our experience. This remarkable capacity we have for knowing, being present with, awake to, consciously in touch with what's happening right here, right now. Understanding this is really the foundation for our practice, this capacity to be mindful, to be present, but also the gateway into profound and remarkable realms of discovery that are available to us, that are very much concerned with what at the heart of our lives I think we're all concerned with. And so, so this interest that we bring, that we develop, that we deepen and support in practice is what enables us to be awake, to be present, what supports us in this. And in the beginning of a period of retreat such as this, very helpful to consciously simplify the field of experience to which we are focusing, upon which we are focusing, to which we are directing our attention. And having that sense of gathering or focusing, collecting our attention and bringing it to bear on both what is immediate But equally within that field of immediacy, what is perhaps most obvious or available to us, accessible to us, as a simple experience. And in this retreat we are inviting and encouraging you to begin with really tuning in to your body. Feeling, experiencing directly what it's like to be sitting here. and within your body to become aware, to tune into the experience of breathing. The body breathing in, the body breathing out. And these two elements, the sense of the body sitting and the experience of the body breathing, that really are not separate things, but different expressions of what's happening in the body right now, what's happening with your body right now. These are incredibly supportive and helpful in enabling us to begin to release the fixation, 
the at times intoxication and often the sense of kind of being submerged in the activity of our mind, of our thinking mind, the way in which it can easily dominate, at times drive us, in ways that don't really serve our deeper well-being or this world. And in saying that and in offering that as a primary and initial orientation, it's really important to understand in that gathering, that focusing, that turning towards the body, sitting and breathing, that we're not suggesting that somehow other experiences are to be rejected or resisted, that there are somehow experiences which are less spiritual or unacceptable in the field of our practice. Ultimately, we need to include everything, to leave nothing out for this practice to be transformative in its fullest expression of that. And yet, there's a a value and a, a skillfulness in the simplifying, the gathering, the for now putting down and letting go the many things we do not need to be engaged with at this time. Not out of judging or rejecting of them, but out of recognizing a simple value in the gathering, the simplifying, the steadying that comes when we choose to consciously give ourselves wholeheartedly to the simple immediacy of bodily life. This body is always right here. It's always expressing itself in the immediacy of right now. The mind, it seems, can go pretty much anywhere and often does with what can seem like alarming enthusiasm. To not be concerned that that tendency of the mind might show itself, but to to remember that the body is always here. And by coming back to the body, we support that quality of immediacy in which we're not seeking to think about or conceptualize the experience of body or, in fact, anything else, but to directly encounter it with a a foundation of interest and care that we engage with our experience respectfully with a sense of kindness and care for each moment as it unfolds and for, in this case, our body as we meet and explore it. And likewise a sense of interest, a quality of openness to seeing what we may find, not assuming we already know what is here to be discovered. Even if we do know, seeing if we can nonetheless see what we don't yet know. So we're not 
needing to be too interested in evaluating our experience here, deciding whether it's good or bad, right or wrong, whether it's working or otherwise. The true value of practice is not revealed in the experience that happens when we're doing it, whether that's challenging and difficult, delightful and sweet, or somewhat neutral and with no particular thing standing out. In the end it's what we learn from the journey that gives it significance. And what we learn, we don't necessarily see that we've learnt it in the very midst of the process. It's often in our life that becomes more clear. And so giving oneself permission to not have to evaluate, to not have to analyze, to not have to be comparing our practice with that of another, with what we may have experienced in the past, what we've read about in books, or what we thought we might like to be experiencing, or should be experiencing. To trust what we are experiencing, and likewise to trust the capacity we have to meet that with wisdom, with kindness, and the capacity to learn that capacity to meet things with wisdom, with kindness. So we don't have to do it all at once. As Pascal so wonderfully uh, referred to last night, let's be able to do this imperfectly. And yet we can also be impeccable in our imperfect engagement. And that's really to do with how we give ourselves to it, as fully as we're able. in order to see what comes when we do that. And so in the practice When we bring our attention into the body, we can notice some primary aspects of the experience that it's useful to consciously connect with as a basis for setting up the, the meditation in this particular posture. In the sitting meditation, we can notice initially the quality of contact, the sense of what we sit upon the firmness of the way our body presses upon the cushion, the chair, the bench. If you're sitting in a chair, it's generally helpful to have your feet on the ground and to sit relatively upright. If you really do need support for your back because of injury or some vulnerability, that's fine. But for many, it's most useful to sit forward a little on the chair to support the torso oneself. There's a very useful quality in that for us. Likewise, sitting on the floor, on the cushion or bench, kneeling or cross-legged, however we are, that quality of first of all feeling the ground underneath us, the firmness, hardness, solidity, 
substantiality of what we could call the earth, that which we rest upon, which holds us. And then from that, a sense of uprightness, a torso extended upwards, erect, expressing an intentionality, a conscious engagement with this experience, this being here that's happening right now. And so there can be just a gentle sense of feeling the way the torso lifts, rises, extends upwards. And it's taking a few moments to attend to the lower back, the gentle curve and the small of the back. And you might just like to move your pelvis gently forwards and backwards, just a little rocking it at the top, noticing what happens as you do that. And just seeing that there's a point for most of us where the pelvis is just ever so slightly tilted at the top forward. Not pushing forward hard, but we notice if it tips backwards, the curve in the lower back collapses. The torso and the head have to come forward at the top to compensate. And then our body has to work really hard to stay upright. Whereas when we just gently, ever so gently roll the top of the pelvis just a fraction forward, it supports the lower back and the lower back supports the rest of the body. The torso is settled into the posture by gravity rather than pulled out of it. Again, you don't need to get this perfect, but just to notice what it's like to find some degree of balance and stability in that upright quality. So although it is upright, intentional and engaged, it is also a posture in which we can relax, allowing the body to be at ease. And so, just becoming aware of where there may be tension, holding, tightness in your body that's maybe not required right now for the posture to be supported. And just inviting or having a sense of the possibility of releasing, softening, relaxing in such areas, but without trying to make it relax or make the experience go away. So maybe beginning around the head, just noticing what that feels like for you right now. If there's any tension around the eyes or the temples. Just have a sense as if we were to breathe out into that region, just allowing it to soften. Likewise around the jaw, the lips. And feeling a little through the, the neck also. And where there may be tension or holding, just feeling it, inhabiting it consciously, letting it know that it doesn't need to hold on right now without telling it it shouldn't be doing it or somehow trying to make it 
be different than it is. Coming down into the shoulders. Again, just inviting the shoulders to begin to soften, to drop, without forcing them in any way. But almost as if we become conscious of the the levels of holding that many of us carry, understandably, in the midst of our lives, that we become aware of it, and in becoming aware of it, feeling it, and feeling it, inviting it, allowing it, giving it permission to begin to let go, knowing that it doesn't need to be holding on right now. And so as the shoulders begin to be felt and perhaps soften a little as we breathe out, you can just feel the chest area, a sense of perhaps openness that's encouraged by the softening, the dropping of the shoulders. Feeling down through the torso into the belly. And likewise giving your belly permission to be soft. To hang out a little if it wishes to. We don't have to hold it in here. And the attention settling down then in the buttocks and the bottom as it presses into the seat, the cushion, the chair. And so we're here, this body sitting on the earth, upright, alert, and yet relaxed and at ease. And these qualities are essentially the qualities we bring and the attention we learn to give the way of being mindful and attentive. It's that simplicity of just grounding ourselves where we are. And intentionality. To notice, to direct the attention to this body breathing. Just as it is. And a relaxed quality of allowing this experience of body to be as it is and likewise the other experiences which arise having the space for them to be here too without making them into problems or obstacles nor yet into anything that needs to be pursued so there may at times be sounds that arise even the sound of this voice speaking. We can notice them just as sounds. No need to conceive them as distractions or obstacles. If we hear a sound, we hear a sound. And having heard the sound, we can again bring the attention into the body, feeling the body breathing as you sit here. Likewise, if thoughts or feelings arise, not needing to be afraid of them, not taking any position of judging or rejecting them, but just noticing that, yes, these are experiences that arise, and in this moment we're choosing to let them not be the place our attention is focusing. If the attention is pulled towards When we realize that's happening, whether in the moment it arises or if we've become drawn in, lost for some time, dwelling upon, caught within, 
or enthusiastically pursuing. At the point we notice, we can just release the focus of our attention from that place and return it to the felt experience of body sitting here, breathing in, breathing out. And if you find initially in settling, if you're new to this practice, that it's not easy for you to sense the experience of your body breathing directly as a felt experience, you may find it useful to place the soft open palm of your hand gently against the upper abdomen or lower chest region and just very gently notice how that contact makes the movement of the breathing in the body a little more clearer and distinct. Now you don't need to do this, but if you find it useful, you're very welcome to. Just supporting the the clear discernment of the experience of breathing in and breathing out. And not trying to focus on a particular place or location for this experience. But just feeling in a a more open and broad and yet at the same time focused way. What it is that takes place in your body as it breathes in. As the air is drawn in through the nostrils, down, moves down through your throat, as the chest expands and the belly rises with the in-breath. And as you breathe out, the belly drops, the chest relaxes and the air moves up through the throat and out through the nostrils. And whether you feel that experience through the very particular channels of breathing as I've described them, or more the broad sense of engaging and relaxing as we breathe in and breathe out. This body breathing just as it does by itself, not trying to control or manipulate it, not having ideas of how it should be, but being interested to know how it is to meet this experience again and again and again, just as it is. And in this process to likewise allow yourself to be just as you are. And within that, the intention to come back again and again to just this. this body breathing, just as it does. This heart, mind, conscious, sensitive, knowing this experience, moment by moment, just as you are. 
Reconnecting again and again, as often as you need to, coming back to this immediate and direct experience, knowing this body sitting here, breathing, not by thinking about or imagining, visualizing, but directly feeling, whatever it is that lets you know your body is sitting here, breathing in, breathing out.
So please feel free to take a moment if you need to adjust your body, if you need to bring some ease or relief to anything under pressure. Just a few practical things I'd like to mention and then we'll have some instructions for the walking meditation practice. For those of you who arrived late last night, I hope you found your way to settle in uh, and uh, just want to extend on our behalf a welcome from Catherine Pascal and myself to you if you came in as a few did quite late in the evening and there may be one still making their way across the icy roads of uh, this part of the US on their way to getting here. But for those of you who did come after the opening talk last night there will be the talk or an earlier version of it being played for you at 10.45, I believe in M200, but there's a notice on the notice board for you about that. If you haven't already seen it at 10.45, there'll be that opportunity just to hear and uh, in a way tune into what's uh, already been established here in terms of the retreat opening. And this morning also at 11, or in the sitting that begins at 11.30, but actually probably more like at about 10 minutes to 12, we will have a ceremony inviting the opportunity, which we encourage you to take, to offer up your, your devices, your cell phones or other such things you have as a, as a way of very concretely and consciously embodying the letting go of them and the choosing to put them out of the, the realm of temptation um, in a way that can be kind of challenging initially but also relieving in a certain way. And uh, so we'll, we'll have a little ceremonial form for that um, at about 10 to 12 today, so before lunch. And if any of you are hearing that opening talk in the walking period before then, it should all be finished and time for you to come. If you don't get to the beginning of the sitting, then just come in when you're ready and able to do so, so you can be here for the offering up of the cell phones. We're not obliging you to do this, please, just to know this is your choice. Um, but having had so many conversations over the years with someone on a retreat like this that began, I just thought I'd check my messages. And then... An often really unnecessary but quite painful process ensuing for the person and uh, them wishing to speak about it with, uh, with uh, myself or one of us. And something about really seeing it as a gift to yourself and to each other to really have the solitude, have the space. And one of the ways I look at it is it's also like giving the world an opportunity just to check out what it's like to, to cope without you for a few days because the world might be a little worried about how that's going to be because one day it's going to have to do that 
And, you know, gosh, how will it cope? So if we've done it, then it knows, oh, it'll be all right. It'll be hard, sure, but it'll be all right. And the whole world breathes more easily, knowing that. When it has to, it will be able to cope in that situation. So there will be envelopes be available for you outside the meditation hall at the end of the sitting and through the morning. And you can take one, put your device in it, put your name on it, if you'd like it back at the end, that is. Um, I'm assuming that's the case. And then you'll have an opportunity to hand them in at, the, as I said, about 11.50. Um, And we'll maybe say a little more how we'll do that when we get there. A couple of other things just to mention about the day. This afternoon at 3.45, 2.45, let me check, 2.45. At 2.45 we'll have a, um, a period for some questions and answers. And it's an opportunity really for you to just, if there's anything that's not clear for you in what we've suggested by way of instructions or that's here for you and your practice that you'd just like to touch base with us on, there'll be a space for that. And again, we'll say a bit more about that at the time. Tomorrow, beginning tomorrow morning, we'll start meeting with you in small groups. And um, that cycle will begin tomorrow, and then those we don't meet tomorrow, we'll meet the next day. And so we'll have met with all of you. You'll all have the opportunity for a group um, meeting in the, in the next couple of days. Um, with that. If there's anything that needs attention from us before that, it's okay to leave us a note if we, if you really need to be in touch with us, um, bearing in mind that there are many things we could be engaging with that we might not need to be engaging with. And just seeing that, however, if you do need to be letting us know about something or asking us something, that um, that's part of why we're here. Um, and if you do so, please leave us your name. Um, asking us to do something without leaving us your name makes it very hard if that's not actually what we think we're going to do in a response because we can't say, hmm, we think we might do something different than that. Um, and so any notes to ourselves, either collectively to, or individually to us or to the staff, please put your name on them. It really helps us out. And it actually helps you out too. It makes it more likely we can respond usefully to that. And um, yeah, it's a useful practice to to hold, to to know what it is we do need to engage with and what it is we can actually let go in terms of all of that, of not needing to pick up or go f come forward with. So just perhaps one other thing to mention is we are living together. There's a way in which we will notice each other in how we are here together in all sorts of ways that can be both delightful, uplifting and supportive as we see each other practicing or engaging and the times that may be challenging or we might feel impacted by in different ways that may not be so easy for us. And it's important to both be respectful and sensitive to the fact that we're sharing space and moving through it together and that there's a real invitation and encouragement to bring sensitivity and a, a sort of an awareness of the 
the sounds we generate in our activities, whether in the meditation hall or in our dormitories. And at the same time, equally our practice is to be aware of the sounds or the what we generate inside ourselves in response to that. So that the way we might feel disturbed by another's behavior, maybe because they're kind of loud or in that moment they weren't able to be mindful or sensitive. And sure, that happens to all of us. I bumped the spoon as I was putting the granola back into the, uh, putting the spoon back into the granola at breakfast and having invited you all to be mindful at breakfast time, I observed myself spilling granola um, in front of a few of you, I guess, and just kind of, yeah, it happens. We do that. And to notice for ourselves, if we do it, whether we can be kindly and yet also supportive to ourselves to be more attentive next time, but with each other, if we notice ourselves be feeling disturbed or irritated or annoyed, this is a great fa- place for practice. To not assume that anyone else is disturbing us. In the end, it's mostly our own reactions that disturb us. And we can learn to handle those too. And at the same time, be respectful in how we behave, so far as we can, sensitive and not giving other people more cause to have to work with their own reactivity than we can manage. And so both sides are part of our practice here. And there's a good, there's great potential for, for deepening in both realms of sensitivity. And I think that's, oh, yes, that's uh, enough information from me at this time, unless there's anything else practical. No, and so I'll uh, switch off and this year. So, as many of you, uh, bonjour, bonjour. So, as many of you know, in this. Um, practice on this retreat, we'll um, do sitting meditation, but also standing and walking meditation. And so just a few moments to look at this together for those of us who will be practicing this for the first time and for all of us to, you know, spend a few minutes uh, reflecting on this practice. Um, it's a very, um, it can be a very powerful practice, so be careful if you think, sometimes even after years of practice, some, some of us might have the idea that this is the kind of the break between the sits or that it's uh, just like to stretch a bit, or, but it's actually, uh, the walking practice mm-hmm. is central to what we're doing. It's uh, can be, again, very powerful practice. So here, we'll basically, we'll see four things we do here. We practice meditations. Uh, let's put sitting last. Wow. So the <laughs> first thing we'll do is we'll do walking meditation. Then we'll do some standing meditation. Then we'll bring attention, careful attention, curiosity, uh, care to all the daily activities of granola grabbing <laughs> and shoe putting and handle opening 
doors opening, stuff like this. And also, we'll do some sitting, right? And so, all of these forms, these four forms we could, that our meditation will take are extremely important. The walking is uh, especially good because one could make the sorry association between um, mindfulness, being pr- uh, high quality of presence, and stillness. If there's an association made between these two, it's bad. Because one is stuck being still in life to be awake. You know, like you don't want to be caught in that situation. You know, you want to be awake while you move around, <laughs> are active. You know, so the walking is a good uh, kind of in-between way because the walking we do here is very uh, is formal walking. We walk back and forth on a small little path. We reach the end of the path, turn around, walk back, going nowhere but being there for it. And so we get used to being actually in movement as we are uh, discovering this body and breath and movement and heart, mind, or psyche, you know. For some of us, we'll connect more with this, you know, in, when you will get to the little group, some will say like, oh my, the walking doesn't work for me, the sitting works. And others will say, ah, oh, the sitting, I'm all over the place, but the walking, you know. And so we're invited to all uh, put, uh, show up for these forms. And discoveries will be made for sure. So again, very simple form. It can be inside or outside. Outside today is a little tricky. It's going to require extra mindfulness <laughs> because it's very slippery. But there is a, one can walk behind here, downstairs. I mean, there's so many places to walk in these buildings. Maybe uh, Sage yesterday mentioned a few places. So I, I'll, you probably know that now. The walking, very simple. One chooses a little path and will practice a little bit, like maybe 10, 15, 20 feet. You take a moment to just stand there. Be aware that standing is happening. Breathing is happening. And then if you start walking, be aware of movement of the body walking in space. Feet, steps, step. What is it like to put a feet down? You know, bringing this extraordinary attention that makes things uh, stand out. Yeah. So walking as if we had never walked before. And just discovering what it is like to be in the body. And you walk across the end of your path. Stop. Notice that you are gone in planning or whatever else, you know. Notice the body standing. Turn. Be there for the turning. That's one of the highlights of the day. (laughs) When the body turns. So many things we do automatically, or in order for them to, you know, we turn to be on the other side. Not here. Here we turn also to be on the other side. That's kind of a side effect (laughs) of turning. You find yourself on the other side. But we turn also to be there and discover what it is, what it is like to be alive in this body turning. And then, whoops. Whatever you can notice here today is, is good. 
like if you, before you start walking again, notice the temperature, like now. What's this experience of temperature? <coughs> so we're getting sensitive, huh? we're, we're coming in the senses, that's what we're doing. And then we'll walk back and forth like this, so the body will be revealed, what is motion, what is uh, heaviness, lightness, uh, tingling, all of this, but also clearly the mind will be revealed, you know, because you'll be like walking and you'll think, I should have walked over there, you know, and suddenly, like next time I have to go out before everybody else to get to that spot, you know, or you'll be walking and you'll be thinking, I want to escape to my room and rearrange my socks and my suitcase, <laughs> and then it'll become impossible. Imperative, like you'll be walking and the whole body will like, socks, I have to go take care of my socks, you don't understand, you know? And so you'll discover the psyche, how it makes up stories, you know? Or you'll be walking and you'll be like bored, close to death, not yet, but like on the edge. And then you'll be able to explore, you know, the, the edges of life, you know, boredom. And the practice is to just keep going, in doubt, in joy. Like if you walk and you happen to be the best kind of slow walker ever, <laughs> and you're aware of this, like you're fully conscious that you're the best at this, then you'll discover the mind of arrogance or <laughs> delusion. Yeah? Something's going to be disco- discovered. You know? If you walk in kindness, in Nonviolence in uh, in uh, you know in uh, friendliness, then you'll discover the experience of this. You know, in non-reactivity, in just walking, then you'll discover the simplicity of that. Yeah, isn't that exciting? We actually don't know what's coming in this uh, walking period. So what I'll do now is just invite you to stand. Watch out. If you stand to be up, it's mistaken. We're standing to actually be there as we stand, right? A byproduct of this is going, is going to be that you'll be up at some point. But, and you don't have to be weird as you do this. But <laughs> you're invited to actually be there, be awake, as Yanai was saying, in the middle of life, as you're standing up. And just feel that. And notice, maybe one thing you might notice, I do certainly, is notice that, wow, this is such a different experience. Like it's still moi, but it's a whole different setup. The tingling is really different. The the aliveness is really different than with the legs folded like they were. The experience of being alive has just switched. And so feel how life is manifesting right now. It's very different than a few minutes ago. And the particular tensions or touch or whatever else you notice. And let's do this extreme sport 
that requires all of, it, of our attention to actually sway on one leg and be there for it. And then if you want, on the other one. And just back and forth a little bit like this and tune in. And if you feel really wild, you could make a step forward and just feel something happening, lightness or touch, maybe another one. And maybe backward. Just feel the foot touching the ground. And then come to a rest for a second, just there, relative stillness. So we're coming closer to life as it's happening. It's kind of a, we could describe this as intimacy, really feeling the step, stepping as it's happening, the standing or the turning or the cold as you open the door, maybe if you go outside or or the shoe uh, as your feet's foot slips in. Anything to be closer to reality and to leave behind, maybe for a few seconds here and there, the made-up worlds of who I should be or could be, or etc. Yeah. Okay. So please um, enjoy, and uh, so we'll have maybe 20 minutes left or 25 minutes left, something like that. So, yeah, let's say that for now. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.